0: tide is upon us, that time of year when nights in the north reach their longest and the world seems covered in darkness and ice. But the sun shall soon return unconquered and we gather in our homes to celebrate with one another, feasting and sharing gifts with our loved ones. But for a while let us leave the cosy warmth of our home here in Jorvik and journey far from England into the frozen north of the Viking world, where heavenly lights dance in the night skies above us, and the sun hides its face for days and weeks. A place where hardy creatures roam tundra and forests of pine, and icy winds howl through glaciers and mountains of snow. Long ago, in the time of the Vikings, a certain man visited these lands, a kind, generous, and lucky man, who was seeking the perfect gift to give a stranger. viking times a thing was a gathering a place where leaders and warriors could meet and talk
1: in the 21st century our thing is a virtual place where history academics and enthusiasts from around the world can come together to share knowledge we're your hosts miranda schmiderer
0: and lucas norton so hold on to your helmets for this episode of that jorvik viking thing podcast In the west fjords of Iceland, there lived a man named Alden. He was rather poor in wealth, but he was a kind, generous and hard-working man. He had spent some time working for a good farmer named Thorstein, who had decided to make a long journey away from the west fjords with a skipper named Thorir. Alden decided to travel with these men, but before setting sail, he made sure that his mother was well provided for by giving her most of the money that he had earned, enough to keep her warm and well-fed for three winters. After sailing away from home, Alden spent the winter with the skipper Thorir, who owned a farm at Moray, and then he travelled across the sea to Greenland, where he spent the next winter. Greenland is a cold, bleak and unforgiving place, but great wealth could be found there, if one is clever and bold enough to seek it out. Strange creatures roam this land of always winter. Beasts unheard of in the warm, sun-kissed lands of the south. And these animals are the sources of rare and valuable materials. Some folk sought out walruses, narwhals, and elk for their valuable skins, hides, horns, and tusks. But Alden did something quite different. He sought out a creature known as a huitabjorn, a white bear, known in your tongue as a polar bear. Such creatures are hard to come by, as they spend their time roaming frozen islands of ice floating in the shivering seas surrounding Greenland, skillfully hunted seals and whales. They can easily kill the largest horses and cows, and even men if they're feeling particularly hungry. Alden knew he lacked the skills and equipment to hunt down such a creature, so instead, He paid others to locate and catch one of these handsome beasts. This great treasure cost Alvin absolutely everything that he owned, every last coin and possession except the clothes that he wore. But then, rather than kill the creature and sell its fine, beautiful white fur for a tidy profit, he had an altogether different plan. He took the bear with him on board a ship, which took them far from the glittering glaciers of Greenland past his home in the west fjords of Iceland, and all the way into the east to Norway. But Norway was not the final destination which he had planned for himself and his treasure from the frozen north, for he wished to journey far into the south with his bear, all the way to the land of Denmark, where polar bears had never been seen before. Unlike Iceland and Greenland, which were governed by groups of wealthy landowners who gathered into assemblies known as things, the land of Denmark was a kingdom ruled by a powerful and respected monarch known as King Swain. Alden's plan was to reach the court of King Swain and deliver his polar bear as a magnificent rare gift. Once they had reached the cold coast, Alden and the polar bear travelled through the Kingdom of Norway, heading further and further south, over snow-capped hilltops and across frozen fjords, through the reindeer herds of the Sami, and across frigid farmsteads where the Norse made ready for Yuletide. They amazed the folk that they passed, who had never before seen such a large white beast before, and when he had finally reached the south of the country, Alden found lodgings in a great town, which coincidentally was where Harald, King of Norway, was spending the winter. Tales of a strange, wandering Icelander who had travelled to Greenland and befriended a polar bear had spread across the whole kingdom soon reaching the ears of King Harold, who was incredibly interested in acquiring such a rare beast for himself. He sent men to summon Althun before him, which resulted in this penniless Icelander from the West Fjords entering the glorious hall of the richest and most powerful man in the Northern Kingdoms. Owthan greeted the King politely, announcing, Gotham Dargin, King Harald, I am Althan from the West Fjords of Iceland. And King Harald returned his greeting, declaring "'Welcome, Alden of the West Fjords. "'I have heard a rumour that you have brought a great treasure to my kingdom. "'Is this true?' Alden replied, "'Yes, I journeyed all the way to the frozen shores of Greenland, "'where I traded all of my money and all of my possessions for a polar bear.' The king smiled and asked, "'I am most interested in acquiring such a magnificent beast. "'Would you sell me the animal for the same price that you paid for it?' But Alden answered, no, my lord, that is not something that I wish to do. The king laughed and said, of course, (laughs) that will be unfair. I shall give you double what you paid for the bear, seeing as you traded everything you owned. However, Alden once again said, I don't wish to trade with you, my lord. King Harald was perplexed by this idiot Icelanders' rejection of such a rich offer, so asked him, why do you reject such an offer is it because you intend to give the bear to me freely as a gift that would be a very kind and very generous thing to do as it would show me great honor but just as before alden replied no my lord as i've already made clear i've not come to norway to give you this bear king harold angrily responded "What on earth do you plan to do with this polar bear then I am the richest, most powerful man in all of Norway. You will not find a more generous offer from anyone else in this kingdom. Althen honestly declared, I intend to travel south across the sea, to the land of the Danes, where I shall gift my bear to King Swain. Now this angered King Harald, as he had been feuding with King Swain of Denmark for many years now, with much Norwegian and Danish blood spilt due to their rivalry. Are you idiot Icelanders, so ignorant that you are unaware of the great hatred that exists between our kingdoms? Our warships roam the seas, clashing with one another, whilst the men of Norway are forbidden from faring to Denmark to trade with my enemy. Do you really think that you are so lucky and so special that you will be allowed to take such a great treasure to the land of my greatest foe?" Alden politely answered. Luck has nothing to do with it, my lord. My freedom to reach Denmark is in your power alone as king of this land. But even if you prevent me from reaching my destination, I do not intend to give my bear away to any other man than the Danish king. King Harald could have chosen to prevent Alden from leaving Norway. He could have seized the bear for himself and then exiled Alden back to Iceland. Or worse. But Harald saw little point in this. And generously decided to let this poor icelander go about his business freely i should allow you to go to denmark as you please but i have one request to ask of you alden from the west fjords when you have completed your business in the south please return to norway and tell me how king swain rewards you for your polar bear i am intrigued to see just how fortunate or not of a man you truly are Alden agreed to King Harald's request and thanked him for granting free passage to Denmark before leaving Norway with his bear. He continued to travel along the coast, journeying east into Vik and from there onto Denmark, where the winds were still cold, though far more gentle than those of his northern homeland. But when he finally reached the Danish coast, he had completely run out of provisions, so was forced to beg for food from strangers, and not just to feed himself, but to feed his huge polar bear too. One stranger that Alden and the bear encountered was a man named Aki, who was a steward in the service of King Swain. Alden politely asked him, Kind stranger, please could you share any food that you may have to spare with me and my bear? I have travelled all the way from the west fjords of Iceland and the frozen island of Greenland with my bear, as I intend to give it to King Swain. We are so close to the end of our journey, so we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us." Aki was not a generous man, as he coveted wealth, fine possessions, and power. So he answered, I have some spare food, and I will be happy to sell it to you for a reasonable price, stranger from the West Fjords. But of course, Alvin had nothing to trade for the food, so said, thank you for offering I have nothing to pay you with. I will strive to find some other way to make it to the king and deliver my polar bear to him, even if I starve in the process. Cunning crafty Aki then declared, Stranger, I shall give you the provisions which you need to reach King Swain, but there will be a price. I wish to own half of your mighty bear." Never before has such a magnificent animal from the frozen north been seen here amongst the Danes, so I would be very pleased to own half of this creature. You should consider the fact that if you reject my offer, then your bear will most likely starve to death before reaching the king. It's better to own half a polar bear than no polar bear at all. Consider that, stranger. Alden thought long and hard about Aki's offer, and found that his logic was reasonable. He agreed to sell half the bear, but King Swain should judge the whole arrangement later, and once they had fed themselves with Aki's stale bread and sour ale, they were finally able to complete their journey to the hall of the Danish king, and they approached him seated at his table. King Swain saw Alden arrive and asked, who is this traveller who approaches me? And why does he seek an audience with the king? Why, his knees are shivering. Seat him by the comfort of the fire and fetch him a warming cup of wine and some dry clothes. And Alden answered, Thank you, my lord. I am Alden from the west fjords of Iceland. I have travelled through cold northern lands where I acquired this polar bear, which I intended to offer to you as a gift. I gave everything that I owned for it, but I fear I've made a terrible mistake for now I only own half of the bear. This was the price I was forced to pay to your steward, Aki. King Swain turned to his steward and said, did you think it appropriate, considering that I've made you a powerful man, to impede and hinder this Icelander from bringing me such a wonderful treasure from the frozen north? To which Aki answered, It's thanks to me that this bear and this wretched foreigner are still alive. That bear is a valuable commodity, my lord, and I sensed an opportunity to ensure that it reached this court by feeding Alden and his bear. But I have not reached my position through acts of charity, my lord. I instead made use of my instincts for profit to seek out opportunities to enrich both myself and the kingdom of the Danes. The penniless Icelander gives the bear away like a fool and i will not apologize for recognizing the true value of this treasure and king swain said a treasure that he gave all his possessions to buy and our enemy king harold of norway generously gave him safe conduct whilst you my so-called loyal servants, have abused your power forcing this kind traveler into an evil deal why you deserve to be killed for this but I'm not going to go this far. Instead, I want you to leave the Kingdom of Denmark and never again be caught in my sights. Aki then left the hall immediately, whilst Alden was treated very kindly by King Swain, who declared, I will thank you Alden as if you'd given me an entire polar bear and please stay here with me for as long as you wish. Alden stayed at the King's Hall for some time, but one day he announced he felt it was time to leave Denmark. King Swain was disappointed by Alden's decision, and asked him, "'Where do you plan to go? Surely you do not wish to return to the north so soon?' And Alden answered, "'No, my lord. I intend to make a pilgrimage to the holy city of Rome in the south.' So the king smiled and said, "'Your eagerness to depart displeased me at first, but this is a very noble journey you have planned. I shall make arrangements for your journey to Italy.' and I shall gift you a great amount of silver too, but please do return to me once your pilgrimage is complete. And so Alden then went south with a group of pilgrims, through the Holy Roman Empire, all the way to the ancient city of Rome, where he visited all of the holiest sites. On his way back north however, he fell terribly ill, and became incredibly thin, Tragically, he was forced to spend all of his silver to survive and was reduced to begging for food. He was now thin, bald and quite miserable indeed. After a great deal of hardship, he eventually returned to Denmark, but he did not yet dare to show himself in public. He waited in a church and planned to meet there with King Swain, but when he saw the king and all his men looking grand and glorious in all their finery, He could not bring himself to appear before them, as Aldon now looked poor and wretched. Instead, he chose to wait and eat with the other beggars and pilgrims who gathered outside of the king's feasting hall. When King Swain eventually walked past, he noticed that one of the pilgrims seemed afraid to approach him, so he decided to meet this stranger alone and said, Let him come forward now, he who wishes to speak with me. So Alvin came forward and fell at the King's feet. My lord, I was afraid to approach. I am so weak and ravaged by illness. You and your followers appear grand and glorious whilst I must look wretched and hideous. I didn't know where else to go, as I am so very far from home, and I feel you are my truest and dearest friend in the world, but you probably don't even recognise me anymore. King Swain did not recognise the look of this man, But once he spoke, he instantly knew who this beggar was, and he embraced him. Althan, my dearest friend, you have changed much since we last met. Time may have ravaged your appearance, but not our friendship. Please come with me into my hall. The king's followers, who were all drunk after their feast, laughed and jeered at poor Althan. but King Swain sharply scolded them for their unkindness, declaring, You have no cause to laugh. This is Alden of the West Fjords, the brave Icelander who journeyed into the frozen north to retrieve a gift for me, your king, a glorious polar bear, the likes of which has never before been seen so far south, and he has provided for his soul better than any of you have. The king then prepared a bath and clothing for Alden, who remained at the king's hall for some time, healing and recovering from his ordeals. When winter finally came to an end, the king offered Alden a permanent place of high honour in his kingdom, to which Althan replied, God reward you, my lord, for all the honour that you bestow upon me, but I must decline your noble offer, for it is time for me to return to the West Fjords. Whilst I am held here in honour in Denmark, my mother lives like a vagrant in Iceland, and what little provisions I left her will soon be exhausted. King Swain was of course disappointed, but accepted Alden's decision. He told his friend from the north, that was nobly put, and I foresee that you will turn out to be a fortunate man. You leave me for a virtuous reason. Now please, come walk with me to the harbour. Down by the docks were a great multitude of ships, ready to set sail to many lands, to the Baltic and Saxony, Sweden and Norway, Dublin and Jorvik. They approached a magnificent ship, and the king declared, you brought me a fine polar bear from the frigid north. Now I shall gift you a beautiful ship to carry you home across the northern seas to your homeland of ice and fire. Alden thanked the king for his generous gift, but King Swain had more to say. It is possible that your ship and all its cargo may be wrecked on the rocks and glaciers of the north, so I shall give you this bag filled with silver too, which you can cling to if you find yourself shipwrecked. And just in case you were to lose your bag of silver, I shall give you this too. And then the king removed a gold ring from his arm and gave it to Alden to wear. No matter where you go, and even if your ship is wrecked and all your wealth is lost, this gold arm ring will show you have met King Swain of the Danes and are his friend. You may one day decide that you wish to give away this ring for some purpose, but I advise you not to do so, Unless you must repay a very great favour done to you by a nobleman. Farewell, Alden of the Westfjords. Thank you for your polar bear, and thank you for your friendship. Alden thanked King Swain and bid him farewell, leaving Denmark for the last time. But he did not head straight home to Iceland, as he had, of course, made a promise to return to King Harald of Norway. He went to King Harold’s hall where he was greeted warmly with food and drink. King Harald asked Alvin, "So tell me Alvin from the West fjords. How did King Swain of Denmark reward you for your polar bear?" And Alden answered, "He rewarded me by accepting the gift." King Harold said, "But I would have also done that. Did he not give you any other reward?" Alvin replied, "He did give me silver for a pilgrimage to the holy city of Rome. To which King Harald said, Kings give many men silver for pilgrimages. Did he truly give you nothing else? To which Alvin answered, He did give me a fine ship filled with cargo that is most highly desired here in the land of Norway. King Harald said, That was a generous gift of King Swain, but I would have offered you a similar reward. To which Alvin responded, He also gave me a pouch of silver to ensure I would never be penniless, even if my ship were wrecked. King Harold was impressed by this and said, That is splendid. That is far more than I would have ever awarded you with. But Alden continued, And that's not all, my lord. The King Swain gave me this gold armoring too. He said I should only ever give it away to repay a nobleman for a great favour. I recall that you had the power to prevent me and my polar bear from leaving your lands, but you graciously allowed us to continue our journey even though you knew that we intended to visit your enemy. I offer you this gold arm ring to repay you for the great favour that you gave me and my bear." King Harold warmly accepted Alvin's gift and offered him many fine things in return before Alvin finally set sail for his homeland. Alden had left the north as a penniless foreigner with no friends, except for a polar bear I suppose. But thanks to his generosity and noble virtues, he had now befriended two kings and returned to his home in the West Fjords as a wealthy and fortunate man. If you liked this episode and want to learn more about the Vikings, then come visit Jorvik Viking Centre, where you can enjoy the sights, sounds, and smells of the Viking Age. You can book your tickets at jorvikvikingcentre.co.uk.
1: Don't forget to rate and review That Jorvik Viking Thing podcast on your podcast app. And if you enjoyed the show, share us with a friend. It's the best way to help support your favourite history podcasts. To contact us for more information or ideas for future episodes, you can email us on podcast at yorkat.co.uk.
0: Thanks for listening to That Yorvik Viking Thing podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms.
1: That Yorvik Viking Thing podcast is a production of the Yorvik Group and York Archaeology, hosted by Miranda Schmieder and Lucas Norton.
0: Researched by Lucas Norton, produced by Miranda Schneider, Lucas Norton and Gareth Henry.
1: Sound designed and edited by Miranda Schneider.